1: Hello, fellow patriots. Greetings, welcome, and steaming hot July alohas to you as we get underway. Fourth and final hour of the Bobby Mack Electric Radio program. Great to have you along, and as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. And my uh, email address remains, as always, bob at 1063word.com. I saw this piece the other day, and uh, I I read it, and uh, I I thought, "This uh, this is pretty scary. Uh, but it also uh, has a, a great deal of uh, truth to it. It's written by a fellow named Jeff Tucker. He is editorial director for the American Institute for Economic Research. Uh, he's written a, a ton of articles, uh, does uh, scholarly research and uh, popular press and eight books in uh, five different languages. Uh, he's also uh, the editor of uh, The Best of uh, Misses. Uh, speaks on uh, topics of economics, technology, social philosophy, and the like. And he wrote a piece the other day called When Will the Madness End? I was sitting in the green room room in a Manhattan TV studio on the day that the storm seemed to hit. It was Thursday, March 12, 2020, and I was waiting anxiously for a TV appearance, hoping that the trains wouldn't shut down before I could leave the city. The trains never did shut, but but just about half of everything else did. On this day, everyone knew what was coming. There was disease panic in the air, fomented mostly by the media and political figures. A month earlier, the idea of a lockdown was unthinkable, but now it seemed like it could happen at any moment. A thin, wise-looking, bearded man with Freud-style glasses sat down across from me having just left the studio he was there to catch his breath following his interview but he looked deeply troubled breaking the silence i said there is fear in the air madness is all around us the public is adopting a personality disorder i've been treating my whole career i asked what is it that you do i'm a practicing psychiatrist specializing in anxiety disorders, paranoid delusions, and irrational fear. I've been tracking this as individuals in individuals, as a specialist. It's hard enough to contain these problems in normal times. What's happening now is a spread of this serious medical condition to the whole population. It can happen with anything, but here we see a primal fear of disease turning into mass panic. It seems almost deliberate. It's tragic. Once this starts, it could take years to repair the psychological damage. I sat there a bit stunned, partially because speaking in such apocalyptic terms was new in these days and because of the certitude of his opinion. Underlying his brief comments, a presumption that there was nothing particularly unusual about this virus. We've evolved with them and learned to treat them with calm and professionalism. What distinguished the current moment he was suggesting was not the virus, but the unleashing of a kind of public madness. I was an early skeptic of the we're all going to die narrative, but even I was unsure if he was correct that the real problem was not physical, but mental. In those days, even I was cautious about shaking hands, carrying around hand sanitizer. I learned later, of course, that plenty of medical professionals had been trying to calm people down for weeks, urging the normal functioning of society rather than panic. It took weeks, however, even for me to realize that he was right. The main threat society faced was a psychological condition. I should have immediately turned to a book that captivated me in high school called, Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of of Crowds, written by Charles McKay in 1841. I liked reading it because while it highlighted human folly, it also seemed to indicate that we as a civilization are over that period in history. It allowed me to laugh at how ridiculous people were in the past with sudden panics over long hair and beards, jewelry, witches, the devil, prophecies and sorcery, disease and cures, land speculation, tulips, just about anything. In a surprising number of cases he details, disease plays a role, usually as evidence of a malicious force operating in the world. Once fear reaches a certain threshold, normalcy, rationality, morality, and decency fade, and are replaced by shocking stupidity and cruelty. After 2005, when the internet developed into a serious repository for human knowledge and it became accessible via smartphones and near universal access, I too was tempted by the idea that we would enter in a new age of enlightenment in which mass frenzies would be quickly stopped by dawning wisdom. I was uh, preposterously wrong, along with my four-month-old feeling that all of this stuff would stop on Monday. The psychiatrist I met in New York was correct. The drug of fear had already invaded the public mind, and once there, it takes a very long time to recover. This is made far worse by politics, which has only fed the beast of fear. This is the the most politicized disease in history and doing so has done nothing to help manage it and much to make it all vastly worse. We have learned throughout this ordeal that despite our technology, our knowledge, our history of building prosperity and peace, we are no smarter than our ancestors, and by some measures, not as smart as our parents and grandparents. The experience with COVID has caused a mass reversion to the superstitions and panics that sporadically define the human experience of ages past. Eventually, people have and do come to their senses, but it is, as McKay wrote in 1841, people go mad in herds while they only recover their senses slowly and one by one." I, I wish I didn't have to agree with him, but you know we've seen on a minor scale, a substantially smaller scale, these, uh, these kinds of mass hysteria episodes in the past. One that I can recall uh, that didn't exist in the era of social media Remember um, summer of 1969, those of you that go back that far, uh, when uh, the Beatles' Abbey Road album came out and featured on the cover were John, Paul, George, and Ringo walking across an intersection at Abbey Road, m- intersection in uh, in London. And Paul uh, was not in lockstep with the others. His, uh, he was walking out of rhythm with the others, and so some rumor started that uh, Paul McCartney actually was dead. And it kind of took over radio for a while. In fact, uh, one disc jockey at WABC in New York, Roby Young, uh, the program director, a fellow named uh, uh, Sklar, Rick Sklar, uh, had instructed his DJs not to talk about the Paul is dead stuff hysteria that was sweeping uh, radio and and, uh, the music business. And Robey Young did start talking about it, and he got, as they say, fired out of the chair, fired right in the middle of the show uh, because uh, Mr. Sklar did not want to promote the mass hysteria that was going around. Well, of course, Paul McCartney's still alive, (laughs) and uh, the mass hysteria has faded. It's fascinating stuff, and uh, the historians are going to have a field day with this one. Quarter after six here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more. The Hump Day Edition on WORD. Welcome back. 621 now, the uh, hump day edition. Bobby Mack show in on the text line 71307. Uh, Bobby, bees are not pests. While on the other hand, carpenter bees are, yeah, they're just keeping it real. Laugh out loud. Uh, Bobby, uh, Paul McCartney died and was replaced by Angela Lansbury. I mean, think about it. Have You ever seen them together? There you go. Uh, Bobby, that uh, foolish mayor of Portland shows his elitist arrogance dissing DHS, because I guarantee you Mayor Ted Wheeler has armed bodyguards. Sure. Uh, Hello, Bob. Did I just hear the news correctly? Burger King is offering a lower methane hamburger. They're going to feed the cows lemongrass to have a lower methane footprint. Uh... When will this craziness stop? If there was ever a need for a war on this continent to wipe these idiots out, it is now. Uh, De Oppresso Liber. Airborne. Gotcha. Now, uh, uh, Bobby, is it not strange that all of these leftists attacking the feds, but the guys who fly Gadsden flags are perceived as the enemy by that same federal government? Gotcha. Now, uh, Bobby, a great read for all parents on the educational system, Education Free and Compulsory, by Murray N. Rothbard, R-O-T-H-B-A-R-D, signed, Don't Tread on Me. Gotcha. Uh, ba uh, Bobby, I vote we keep all the schools closed down. Keep the vipers away from teaching our children. Good opportunity to end this vile teachers union. Uh, Bobby, caller a while back in the show is correct. Online classes are only for these self-motivated students. If people think it's just the same as being in class online, uh, I assure you it is not. Ba-ba-bum. What else do we have here? Anything else I need to catch up with? Uh, Bobby, it looks like they do want you to wear masks at home. Yeah, I was saying, you know, what's next? Have to wear a mask in your house. Probably the direction we're going. Meantime, more lunacy on parade. A Minneapolis Park Nudity Ordinance is turning heads. Uh, You might see some changes. For Janet Bowner and Lee Lyon, who are regulars at Loring Park, a relaxing view of the lake watching birds and squirrels at their feet is a common and uh, welcome sight. However, for these park goers, topless transgender people and women can soon be added to their hashtag views when out and about in the city's parks. I don't think that uh, I personally will take my top off or worry about being sighted, just simply that because that's who I am, but if men are allowed to, and people are comfortable with it, then there's no reason why women can't be, said Bowner. As it stands currently, a Minnesota Park Board ordinance states that no one, 10 years or older, is allowed to expose their genitals, buttocks, or female breast below the top of the areola in a park or parkway. But in a push from Park Board Commissioner Chris Meyer to repeal the ordinance, that could all change. I think it's never bad to look at our laws that may be way out of date, said uh, Minneapolis resident Barbara Donaghy. In a post on Meyer's Facebook page, he says the only impact the repeal would have is eliminating the language which targets women's breasts. Currently... Minneapolis City Ordinance 385.160 allows women and transgender people to go topless on city streets, but the Park Board's ordinance presents this from happening in the city's parks. It doesn't make any sense to me that it can be on the street, but they can't be in the park. Meyer says laws should treat people equally, and in places where men are allowed to be topless, women and transgender should be allowed as well. Not everyone is on board with the idea of bearing it all from the waist up, though, especially when it comes to protecting children. It's up to parents and kids to have conversations about that. That's how we start to break down archaic thinking, said Donaghy. A change in thinking for for some, a shift in cultural norms for others. Uh, The fact is we are conditioned to certain things. That's part of our culture. And you can't change a culture quickly. It takes about two generations minimum to change the culture, said Lyon. He went on to say it doesn't hurt anybody. The only people who are hurt are the people who think everybody should be like them. Isn't that funny? Aren't you kind of uh, describing yourself, sir? I mean, that's the left. Everybody looks different, but they think the same. Uh, today, the park board is taking its first of three votes needed to repeal the ordinance, with a final reading and a vote set for mid-August. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, also in on the uh, text line. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh, when when I read that text message a few minutes ago, about uh, it looks like they do want you to wear masks at home. A link to a story at WesternJournal dot com. Oh, a video, actually. Uh, Texas emergency chief, uh, time to wear masks at home now. Okay. Can we take him off to have dinner? Uh, Bobby, has anyone asked Fauci uh, if, uh, this, uh, if COVID is a similar virus like the flu? Uh ba ba Bobby, just a little pre-COVID research will show that wearing a mask when actually healthy increases the risk of catching the virus because it concentrates the air coming in around the mask and they are not bio-rated, which means they do not block the virus. If you're not wearing a bio-rated respirator with a bio-rated filter, then you are, in fact, at higher risk. There was a something on Fox. I, I keep it on over on the side here. Um, and they were showing it, I, I think, uh, well, it must've been uh, when the five was on. And it's, it's like, uh, well, the, 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 nearest description I can come up with. It's like a spacesuit only for uh, the upper half of your body for your core complete with a attached helmet that goes over your head and a, uh, a, I, I'm assuming a plastic a face shield that completely, you're completely enclosed in the helmet, okay? And and they're selling these things, and I'm sure they're going to make money uh, because uh, from what some of the uh, experts have told me, the, the people that deal with the bio-rated materials, uh, that's about it, you know, in terms of having total protection. Wow. What a world. 6.30 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Annie's ready with the news, and then I'm right back with the last half of the bonus hour here on Hump Day on WORD. Welcome back. 636 now, 24 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Also in on the text line this evening. Uh, Bobby, did you talk about the 300 testing sites that reported 100% positive results by accident? Yeah, we talked about it uh, yesterday, in fact. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned Walmart. Uh, Sam's Club is going to be requiring face masks now as well. Yeah, starting Monday. Uh, Bobby, I did want to commend the, uh, comment that if we're required to have a vaccination, it's because it's the same government that brought us our shared responsibility uh, tax, which I'm not sure we've gotten rid of yet. Gotcha. Uh, Bobby, yeah, forget about forced vaccinations. Uh, bu- 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 Bobby, this uh, mask thing makes me think of the uh, Star of David. Uh, The Jews were forced to wear in Nazi Germany. Bobby, Walmart uh, can't even uh, get uh, customers uh, to to wear proper clothing, much less a mask. (laughs) Uh, Bobby, you you can't even keep customers uh, in close. How in the world are you going to keep them in a mask? Yeah, what are are they? Are the greeters at Walmart now going to be the uh, the? COVID-19 mask police. Hey, Bobby, uh, Dr. Fauci has been so consistent and correct thus far, I would jump to the front of the line to get a vaccine by his group. Right. If I was feeling suicidal. Uh, Bobby, I guess what? Walmart just wants to help out Amazon because they will certainly enjoy the windfall from Walmart's decision. Uh, the best of my knowledge, Amazon is not requiring you to wear a mask to shop there. A hey, Bobby Mac saw a guy riding down the street on his motorcycle today wearing a surgical mask, but no helmet, no gloves, no boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he's uh, he's keeping up with current events. Uh, bu- 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 anything else that I've missed earlier? Oh, yeah, there was one in here about uh, the uh, Woodruff Road business, too. Let me, uh, and that was some time ago. I'll, I'll go back and uh, see if I can find it. But it, it, it mentioned that uh, the roundabouts that they've already put into uh, Bypass Woodruff Road are a uh, beginning part of that project and saying, uh, yeah, this, this thing has been in the works for a while uh, because uh, he is doing... Uh, part of the land grading for all the apartments that are planned to go in along there. There you go. Now, President Trump did something really interesting yesterday. He threw him another curve. He told him he was going to have a news conference, right? So the Jim Acostas of the world, you remember Jim the Acosta from uh, CNN, wouldn't give up the microphone, tore it out of the girls' hands. Uh, So they all showed up uh, wearing their masks, Socially, socialistically uh, distanced. And then when they got there and the president did take some questions uh, towards the end, but essentially he turned it into a uh, a Trump versus Biden campaign appearance. And essentially, uh, the president said, here you go. It's a big Trump sandwich. And and all you media types got to take a big bite. And they didn't like it, (laughs) as you can imagine. So uh, they reacted in a predictable fashion. A story today by Brian Flood at Fox News. CNN appeared particularly peeved that President Trump veered off script yesterday, and we carried part of that, by the way, in this hour of the show, by attacking presumptive Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden in the Rose Garden, unleashing the liberal network's reporters and anchors to criticize and offer partisan opinions of the event. Conservative communications strategist Chris Barron said CNN has dropped journalism for quote, sad resistance performance art since Trump took office, and yesterday was simply the latest example. CNN is a collection of the least self-aware people on the planet. Their 24-7 rants about Trump speak more about themselves than they do about the president, he told Fox News. CNN long ago dropped any pretense of being an actual news organization, opting instead for some sad resistance performance art. CNN long criticized for maintaining that it is a down-the-middle, nonpartisan news organization, despite pushing content that proves otherwise. When Trump's remarks concluded, CNN's chief White House correspondent, Jim the Acoster, took to Twitter with his personal opinion of the moment, saying the president soiled the Rose Garden by turning his attention to Biden rather than focusing on announcing a pro-Hong Kong executive order, which uh, the president also did. Uh, Presidents do not use the Rose Garden in that kind of naked political fashion. (laughs) Typically, uh, network White House reporters also, do not use their position in the kind of naked political fashion that Acosta and others have, Jonathan Carl, the whole crew. That was not a press conference, as the White House described it. It was a campaign rally disguised as a press conference. It was a bait and switch. Yeah. And that's why they were so ticked off, because they got snookered again. Actor James Woods mocking the tweet uh, by Acosta responded, now go do journalism. Anderson Cooper, who is billed as a news anchor and has even moderated presidential debates, took a jab at Trump's tan when offering his opinion on the Rose Garden remarks. This wasn't some stadium packed full of supporters who come to a, uh, jeer and cheer and bask in the glow of the artificially tan man his uh, meandering screed was not close to anything one would expect or accept of a president but that shouldn't surprise us cooper told viewers uh before mocking the way trump breathes we listen to this man muse and meander rant and regurgitate the same tired tropes and untruthful claims we watch him boast and brag and preen, do that odd thing with his nose when he sucks in air very loudly. Well, you ought to know, <clears throat> and uh, none of it surprises us. That's how far we have fallen. Newsbusters managing editor Chris Halk, uh, Curtis Halk rather, called Cooper's rant predictably sophomoric commentary masquerading as journalism, complete with his usual condescension and feigning of outrage. This isn't the behavior of a news anchor. This is the behavior of a juvenile pundit firing off grievances with generalizations against people they don't like. Later in the evening, Acosta was back to discuss the Rose Garden event with Cooper, who asked if White House staffers shake their heads at such behavior from the president. No, Anderson, we're down to Kool-Aid drinkers and next of kin here at the Trump White House. There are no more adults that will level with the president and tell him he can't deliver a rally-like rant in the Rose Garden as he did earlier this evening. Boy, they were so ticked off. They, they got suckered, and they didn't like it. Uh, they were still at it, by the way, this morning when Trump's refor- remarks were referred to as a rambling campaign speech in the Rose Garden. <laughs> yeah, and he got him to carry it, didn't he? Amazing. Uh, have you run into uh, to this in your daily life? Uh, various businesses uh, that are no longer uh, giving correct change because of the lack of change that's in circulation, especially pennies. Yeah, the penny is now back on death row because of the current coin shortage and production costs the U.S., may soon have to do what Canada did and eliminate making pennies. Now, the Bobby Mac semi-professional players always look at situations like this as an opportunity. And as they point out today, maybe you can take advantage of this money news. Insiders say it may soon
2: be the end of production for the U.S. Penny. So buying pennies now before they're all gone would make big sense. But where to buy them? Jimbo's National Penny Collection is offering the sales of U.S. pennies. One of these bright, shiny, slightly used pennies could be yours for only $5. That means you could buy this entire set of 20 pennies for only $100. Wow! Who knows what their value could be in years to come? The penny costs more to produce than it's actually worth. So you see, you've already made money just by buying pennies. So buy now. Take it from this satisfied customer. We got our penny, took a picture of it, had the picture burned onto a plate, and now we got a double collectible penny plate up on the wall. Oh, I knew that wasn't gonna hold! Send your $100 payment today to Jimbo's National Penny Collection, P.O. Box 9, Beverly Hills, Florida, and you can find the zip code Jimbo Didn't Know
1: It. Get your pennies today. By the way, the uh, Jimbo in this commercial should not be construed with the uh, Jimbo Hannon who fills in on the Bobby Mack Show on a frequent basis. There is no correlation between the two. 14 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Be right back. Welcome back. Coming up on uh, 652 now, it is 8 before 7 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Closing minutes on uh, this Wednesday afternoon, hot and steamy one. Pretty hot uh, in uh, Portland, Oregon as well, where the uh, mayor there wants uh, the uh, feds, uh, federal law enforcement officials, to uh, uh, stay inside their buildings or just leave. Meantime, the uh, protesters greeting that news uh, by continuing to... uh, Set things on fire, loot. What have you? Portland protesters early this morning began to set up tents in the park near the federal courthouse and a barricaded streets to create. Here we go again. Their own autonomous zone, likened to the since disbanded one in Seattle. Demonstrators began erecting tents in downtown Portland's Lounsdale Square. Across the street from the federal Pioneer Courthouse, one of the federal properties, Homeland Security, has tried to protect by bringing federal officers into the city two weeks ago. A camera at the Portland Standard Building showed protesters beginning to assemble tents late last night in the same park where Occupy Portland set up in 2011. See also the mayor wants DHS uh, to uh, clean up the graffiti. That these uh, anarchists uh, put on the buildings. I'm telling you, it, it's it's ma- and Portland is a beautiful city. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, well, Seattle is for that matter as well. San Francisco, all of them ruined by Democrat and I use this word loosely. Leadership, you know, just uh, standing idly by while these anarchists uh, take over. Blocks of their cities, uh, barricade themselves in, set things on fire, uh, murder people, rape people, rob people. So essentially they're they're doing nothing uh, but uh, condoning criminal activity. It's truly incredible. In on the uh, text line, Bobby, I have no problem with Trump using the Rose Garden for politics, when every single question from every press conference for the last three years has been a campaign ad for the Democrat Party. Uh, Bobby, what happened yesterday is exactly why Trump is the man. Uh, Bobby, the uh, motorcycle rider, oh, the, the guy that was wearing the mask, the motorcycle rider was wearing his mask to keep bugs out of his mouth. Hope it worked. Hope that uh, worked. Uh, No helmet, no boots, but a mask. What a world. See you tomorrow. God bless.
2: Who was that masked man, anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep, I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay. I don't know, why don't you try it? Okay. Who was that masked man, anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep, I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on
0: instant replay. I don't know, why don't you try it? Okay.